Open up your ears and open up your mind They'll reach into your throat and pull out your spine And when the sun blows up and the earth is gone They'll still experience grind If you could pick Kyle one instrument for your dog to sound like instead of barking What would what instrument would you want your dog to be replicating sound-wise? Like a Kenny G sax solo Okay Okay. Like every time they open his mouth, it just goes. You know what I'm saying? Uh, that's not Kenny G. I know, but it's in that style. Yeah. Okay. Just something okay. adult, contemporary, cool. Okay. Okay. Cool. Who something am I thinking? Better than George Michael. Oh yeah. That was careless whisper. Friends listen to endless love in the dark. Yeah, they do. Some happy Gilmore, Rip Carl Weathers. All time. Yeah, man. Another one I say so much and like one person ever, besides you, of course, has gotten the actual reference, you know. Um, I mean, I've watched that movie about a thousand times. So if I didn't sure. get that, I would request of you this weekend to kick me straight in the ball sack. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Talking about dogs and noises and stuff, folks, I want to apologize for my crappy mic last week. Dude, I I last week went out of my way to, I had moved my mic stand, right, for something else because Sarah and I were doing something re- that required the mic. And I was like, man, this is so awkward. So I turned my mic around to make it less awkward, completely forgetting there's a front side and a back side. Yeah. So I talked into the back side of the mic, which doesn't pick up like anything last week. It's really odd sounding, yeah. I felt like such a dumbass because that was such a good episode. Such a good episode on Slay the Spire. I really did have a fun time with that episode. And our, our good buddy Michael hung out. Yeah. And yeah. um, I don't know where I'm going with this, man. <laughs> Uh, I can take over. We talked, of course, we talked about Slay the Spire last week. Folks, if you are a fan of Slay the Spire, I do recommend oh. Balatro or Balatro or whatever That's the fuck it's called. That's where I was going called. with it. Yeah, it, Balatro. Dude, it is so good. So explain, it. you sent some pictures in the chat. I still have no idea what it's going. It looks like it's played with a more regular style card deck. It's played with a 52-card deck, your standard okay. card deck. Think Slay the Spire meets poker. So okay. the idea here is there's eight, air quotes, antes. Think of them as the floors or the or the uh, the axe in Slay the Spire. So it gets progressively harder. And it's broken up into three scenario kind of things where we're blind. So there's the small blind, big blind, and the boss blind. And each one gives you a different amount of money for completing it. And to be able to uh, beat each blind, you have to score a certain amount of chips in a certain amount of hands, and you have a certain amount of discards. So you're dealt out like seven or ten cards. I don't know. I don't. I haven't really paid attention. I've beaten it three times, and I haven't paid attention. It's fucking weird. But uh, so you're dealt this amount of cards. And you can discard up to, I think, three times each blind. So you select up to five cards, discard them, and draw more. 
and each hand type, whether it be a high card, a pair, two pair, all the way up to royal flush, has a certain amount of chip payout. Now, it also Mm. has a multiplier uh, associated with it. So like a pair, I think, gives you a standard of 20 chips at a times two multiplier. So your goal is to make each hand or like go into it with a game plan of I only want to try to get straights and really buff up the straights and make those worth way more. Now, in playing this, you're going to get different things like the Joker cards, which each do something else like uh, this Joker. Each hand gives times 1.5 multiplier for each uncommon Joker that you have. So in between each blind, you're going to a shop and you're spending the money that you're earning from these little blinds to make your run more powerful and try to make it all the way through to the end of the eighth ante or act. It's a lot of fun each time you beat it or once you unlock or see or buy, um, you know, different jokers or other modifiers that you have in your deck it'll give you new jokers to play with and new decks new starting decks so i have unlocked a deck that has no face cards in it so it's only ace and 10 through twos and so with that deck you need to try to develop a strategy through the eight antes to be able to get through to the end with the final boss of the eighth ante, you need to score 100,000 chips in four hands kind of thing. So it's really awesome. It has all of those uh, one more run kind of things that you pick up and slay the spire. And I love it way more than I thought I was going to. I think there's a demo out on it. So if you're on the fence about it, check it out. If if like if it doesn't still have a demo out then i highly recommend getting it regardless it's 15 20 dollars max i got mine from cd keys i spent 10 bucks <laughs> it definitely sounds like a sean game if ever there was one dude if anybody enjoys slay the spire you will enjoy this game and i learned something new in my 36 years of age One, I thought this game would be amazing on the Steam Deck. I was right. Two, I didn't realize how awesome this would be for me to just use my Steam link on my phone and just stream it to my phone wherever I am. This game is like built for phone play. It's built for Steam. You can Uh, play it with your your touchscreen? Yeah. Well, no, it it pops up with... uh, like a oh, the controllers sure okay so it's just like touchscreen and honestly it took a little bit of getting used to but i'm gonna play this wherever i am to kill time <laughs> this Your game addiction rules. feeds it yeah so that's all i got to say about that well like i said I, you've been blowing up about it so i knew it obviously had gotten its hooks into you so i'll show it to you this uh, weekend I'm bringing my Steam right, Deck, cool. obviously. I, I figured as much, yeah. So, <laughs> I would have hoped that you would. Yeah, you're definitely getting hands-on with that bad boy. That That's what sucks, because that's when I'm going to fucking buy one. Yeah, what, once you have it in your hand, 100%. Yeah, pretty much, yeah, which I don't fucking need, but... 
You don't do. need it, but yeah, you do. You t- you do. Because I could play Helldivers on it. Yeah. Just chilling out. Yeah. Could play a lot at, on it. At like 30, 40 frames per second. Really? Okay. Yeah, which isn't terrible. I mean, Halo is 30 frames a second. It was. So. But I was. It's, I'm a it's really boy. up to your preference and whatever. He but I'm right now girl. playing through Final Fantasy VII again, like on the Steam Deck. I'm gonna go through it. I'm playing it on the plane tomorrow. I'm gonna beat it so I can play like Rebirth for four hours and put it down forever. Because <laughs> fuck uh, open world games. I also didn't get it yet because uh, I'm being a much better boy about this in the last couple years. So like you know, weird. I know Final Fantasy VII. Kyle's not getting it and. Yeah, man, I liked the remake, but, like, it wasn't the greatest thing ever. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was a lot of fun, but I got other shit I'm playing, man. I'm I'm not in a rush to get a game, like you said, that's just going to sit. Yeah. Why wouldn't I just leave it to sit on a digital shelf until I'm ready to play it? I might wait until... I say this now, but who knows? I might wait until it's on sale. I really want to wait until it's on sale. Sure. Because what I am seeing is and hearing I've listened to multiple reviews is that it takes everything that uh, they did in the remake and Mm -hmm. they compared it to like the Resident Evil remakes where like three was, it felt like they were playing it safe. And then four is where they really just embraced what Resident Evil four was and just Mm -hmm. really went all out. And this feels like they really went all out and Final Fantasy VII, but then they start talking about activating towers, and I'm seeing stuff about crafting, and I'm like, man, you had me until you start talking about all of the shit I hate in open-world games. I saw that Famitsu gave it three tens and an eight, and that's fucking, that's a crazy high score for Famitsu, who is, like, incredibly harsh on everything. Yeah. Like, so... And I, I mean, it's gotten good reviews, <laughs> and it seems like they do a lot of cool stuff, but I don't know. Like, I liked the remake, like I said, but eh, I can wait. Yeah. I got other shit I'm playing. Cool, man. What what you been playing? Uh, of course, Helldivers 2. Uh, I have, I said I have played it more than Destiny the last couple of weeks, which is true, because uh, if I'm not playing Helldivers 2, then... Uh, the other game I am still, man, I'm fucking, I love Call of Duty so much, man. <laughs> yeah. I was surprised it's, to see your, your Hell Divers, Hell Divers hours is only like 14. Casey's got yeah. like 50. It's crazy. Yeah, Casey, Casey has uh, burned that candle at both ends. Um, and I see he's playing something else right now, which good for him, man. Because I don't want him to get burnt on Hell Divers. Mm. There's a whole lot of shit in that game, though. I imagine um, Helldivers is the kind of thing where they're just going to keep pumping stuff into it. So good on them. Cool, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I hope I can make it click for you. I, I want to play with you at some point. I don't know if that's going to happen. I almost I almost deleted it and uninstalled it earlier today. <laughs> you shouldn't. I want to play with d- you because. Dude, it just feels like every other game that I've wasted money on that I will never play unless there's four of us playing. And there's well, never going to be four of us playing. And I'm just like, if I get home, 
and it's just me, I'm never going to play that game. Like what I sent out in the chat earlier, anybody around? No response. Sat on the couch. Well, and that was a bummer because, you know, I was at work. If you'd done that yesterday, I'd have been like, fuck yeah, yeah let's roll, bro. You know, yeah. it's just that's the way that one rolled. I would have 100% hopped on if I'd have been able to. 100%. And I, I feel your worry, too, because, like, here's the thing, though. Like, I very rarely feel this way, but I do enjoy Helldivers 2 enough that, like, I feel like it's going to be in a pretty constant rotation. I like that cool. once you once it clicks with you, like, it's sort of like what I like about Call of Duty is that, like, you can just get in and play shit. I, at the level I'm at, I can do... You can do solo shit, which you said you didn't want to do, but it was kind of cathartic not having to deal with annoying ass people. So I did uh, hop in to do one solo thing earlier. I'm like, this game sucks. And yeah. I left. <laughs> I went right back to the ship and quit the game. Yeah. Well, there you go. If it's under two hours, man, you could still get your refund. Well, but you didn't get it through Steam. I didn't get you it through CD Steam. Keys. I wasn't paying That's full true. price for that. That's true. Wasn't playing thought, full price for a game that I thought I wouldn't play a lot of. And somehow, yeah. I'm already over two hours in that game, and I've never played a single full mission. I don't know how that's possible. I need to get you in at least one run. But it's Let's also... See. I mean, you got I it now. don't always have the... Like, I'm never available when everybody else is playing, so... Mm -hmm. I don't know why I thought that. That is true. Like, I found that out, like, trying to play Overwatch with you. Like, a lot of times we're just on our different... And Destiny. We had Destiny together, but, like, yep. just didn't link up a lot, which... Yep. Yeah. Crazy Amen. schedules. What are you going to do? But, yeah, but on that, that's, what, that's what I was going to say. That's what I love about Call of Duty, man, because, like, people shit on it, whatever the fuck they want, dude. It is a perfectly crafted and refined formula, dude, if... I could stop this recording right now, boot it up, and be fucking in a game shooting people within, like, five minutes. Like, mm. they don't fuck around. It gives me what I want. Like, a fucking round is, like, fucking under ten minutes almost every time, you know? Nice. So, like, it's not wearing out its welcome. You can run a couple of quick games, get on, go do something else. You're not fucking around. Like, we, we've talked about a lot recently, games that waste your time. And I feel, yep. for you, Helldivers is a game that's wasting your time. You're not enjoying it. You're not. It's not clicking. So, yeah, fuck it, man. Yep. It's, it is a slog of a game. And if it's not clicking, it's not going to click, dog. I think... Yeah, I don't care. I, I'm not going to shit on it because I know probably in like a month I'm going to say, oh, this game's fucking awesome. And people are going to be like, oh, sometimes that happens too. Yeah. You said you're shitting on it. Um, <laughs> but I do enjoy a game that's just really refined. And I'm not feeling it here. <laughs> yeah. Well, it is. A, it is a smaller studio, too. And I mean, comparing that to like the, the juggernaut that is Activision and Call of Duty. Yeah. Is, like, dude, just alone, the fucking, the polish is bar oh, not like, oh Dude, at this point, they can just, you know, copy, paste, make some tweaks because it's so refined. And then those mm -hmm. key, those tweaks will carry over. And then from that point, it's copy and paste from that uh, into dude. the next. Are they still doing, do you still have all that silly stuff like uh, zip lines and stuff? Or was it no, just that's that like, one game? That was Black Ops style shit. Like, what, dude? That got me so ever, out of Call of Duty, dude. 
if you ever want to flirt with it, one of the things I've loved now, and I didn't even expect it with Modern Warfare 3, which is the one I, I they had it on sale for Valentine's Day, which I, was hilarious. And that's that when I fucking funny. picked it up. Because uh, I was hey, like, fuck it, me and, my, boys. <laughs> me and my buddy, uh, Josh, have been playing a lot of Modern Warfare 2 because we got that back when good that game. came out. It is a good game. Yep. Dude, Modern Warfare 3, like I didn't think it would be that much better. It's so much fucking better, dude. One of the things that I love is they've changed the the unlock system. So now you don't always have to fucking play a shitty gun that you don't like to get an unlock. You can do a different thing. They have these things called armory unlocks where if you just do so many of the daily challenges and you've selected one that you want, you can unlock it that way. You don't have to do everything for it. Dude, it's so fucking nice, Sean. That's great. That, what I love and didn't expect is playing this dude... You talk about copy-paste, I don't care. I'm fucking... I'm a nostalgia bitch. They brought so many fucking maps from the classic Modern Warfare 2 awesome. to Modern Warfare 3. The fucking terminal level with the planes. Yep. There. The fucking oh, cave I level. saw that! There. Dude, dude. Dude, I'm telling you, if you if you fucking... It's so much motherfucking fun, Sean. Dude, I saw this thing. So that's... Man, you just triggered something in me because I saw this video that... I don't know if it went viral or if it was just some clickbaity shit that I saw a couple of weeks ago about this um, this like remote camera that you can set up other places and it tags people and -hmm. you can see their tags through the wall. And this dude was like hiding in the plane with like this super high bolt sniper rifle that could shoot through walls. And it was tagging dudes on the other side of the map through walls. And he just like wiped an entire team using the camera that tags people i'm like that is sick number one and two terminal let's go that one's back the one uh the desert one where like the plane is crashed in the middle rust rust is also back but not that's not rust rust is like the uh that's the oil field level yeah yeah that's a super tiny one yeah but that's back okay uh, oh 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 i know what you're talking about yes yeah, the with, desert with one. the uh the canyons on each side it's got the yep the canyons yeah. it's got the cave that comes out the one side there's yes. that one cave or that cliff that overlooks yeah dude that map's there dude. all of them dog dude they're so fucking sick okay what i've loved too what was the coolest part for me man and one of my biggest incentives why i started pushing josh to get it is i found out that like everything from modern warfare 2 that we were working on and unlocking for us, it transferred to Modern Warfare 3. So, like, all of the guns that we had are also in Modern Warfare 3, but they just what? added more new guns. Like, I bought we bought this skin for Modern Warfare 2, and it transferred over. So, like, uh, we have the skins that we bought. It's it, Dude, it was so fucking user-friendly. And again, what we preach on here, not wasting my time. Dude, fuck it. Call of Duty does not waste your time. I'm Is this on you. Steam or Battle.net? I'm pulling it up right now. <laughs> it's on Battle.net. Okay. What did we used to play a couple years we played, ago? Uh, we played uh, World at War. It was like the Cold War one that came out on PS5. It's the one. Well, I was playing on my PC, and, but everybody started War. playing. Um, Everybody started playing like Warzone. Oh, it was the first yep. Modern Warfare. Okay, that's what yeah. I was playing. That's right. And then everybody started Warfare. playing uh, Warzone. I'm like, fuck yeah. this. Warzone's still there, but I, I haven't played it for a long time. They, they have this other one called the DMZ uh, mode. That's um, like Extraction or something, right? 
Similar, yeah. It's like a PvE, PvP style thing. Um, And now they've also got, like, zombies. But zombies, like, is crazy, like, in the Warzone map now. It's all super open-world-y shit. I don't know. I haven't played it, but... Hmm. Literally, I bought it. All I have done is played fucking multiplayer. I don't see... I don't see... Modern Warfare 2, or Modern Warfare 3 on here. Hmm. It's maybe just it's called, called, Call is it called Duty. Vanguard? Uh, may, it, maybe. Oh, okay. Cool. But yeah, my, I'll show you a pic of what it's called. Okay. Cool, 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 cool. Because it's is all it, like this overbearing launcher now that has them all. Here I am trying to see, see prices and stuff, because like right yeah. now you're speaking my language. Because I uninstalled the uh, Overwatch. Well, here, all right. So here's the other part. You can fucking try it out this weekend when you're hanging out, and you'd be like, "Okay, yeah, this fucking rules." My man. And then, then you can decide if you want to buy it when you get back. But my man. Okay. That's okay. another one. Me and Josh play almost all the time. And any time that you're on, you're like, "Hey, you want to run a Call of Duty or two? I'll be like, "Fuck yeah, let's go." Because you know yeah. why? It takes five minutes. I love this nostalgia talk, man. It really makes me uh, think back to the times of like. Oh, I don't know. 2001-ish mm. era, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, that was a good time. Well, for like the first three quarters of 2001. Mm-hmm. Then things got real fucked after that. <laughs> yeah, it was a uh, pretty terrible year. It was a pretty, uh, pretty fucking ripple effect on... <laughs> Lifetime defining year, so yeah. Wow, what a what a era. But we got some crazy, uh, crazy good art from that time, like this movie. I was about to say, uh, yeah, I was pitching you... all this to lead up to Donnie Darko. <laughs> Fantastic, because <laughs> that movie came out in two thousand one. Uh, you keep talking for a hot second. I'm checking into my yeah. flight. <laughs> it was another one of those that like. Uh, I don't know how it was like a real cultural zeitgeist movie. I never heard about Donnie Darko. And then I feel like everybody I knew, we all heard about Donnie Darko. And uh, so then we all wanted to watch it, of course. Um, But I didn't. This was never this was not a theater type movie. This was the type. And I guess that's probably part of the curse of living in the Midwest. So I don't know if you get the same experience being closer to such a major metropolitan area do you guys get bigger releases too um not really like we don't even have well i guess we had a regal for a while but we don't even have a regal we just have like my theater rules but we don't you know all of these special apps and stuff that are out about we can't even use around here Oh, I, like okay, like the uh, the loyalty. I was a member of one of those for a while. It was a pretty sweet deal, man. I used to go to movies all the fucking time in the long, yeah. long ago. Because yeah, it was twenty bucks a month, and you could go to you could go to as many movies as you wanted. But if you went to three movies a month, it, you basically it paid for itself, you know. Mm-hmm. So that was always at least the goal, man. And so I went to a lot of fucking movies. Hey, man, it makes sense. Last time we went to when we went to. Albany to watch movies back in December to go see um, 
Boyne the Heron and Iron Claw, they were advertising having a pass like that. And it was like 20, 25 bucks a month. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think it included whatever you wanted to see there. Yeah, like, man, there was no I, limits. I would love to see. Well, they also had IMAX and I'm pretty sure it mm-hmm. covered IMAX as well, which would be huge um, for their reward thing. But then it's, you know, it's 40, 45 minutes there, 45 minutes. Sure. Back, yeah. As yeah, opposed to, of course, in, 20 minutes now to ours. Not even the, when I lived in Bloomington, I had two theaters that were in the same like they were in the same town. So, but they were both owned by the same company, which is, I was a member of it. It was the AMC uh, movie premiere, movie plus, I think. So, you know, it worked at both theaters in my town too. So like, and both of them were like, you know, at most 10 minutes from my house. Yeah. So it was awesome. I do miss that time. Uh, Um, Apologies for background noise, folks. I have Rupert in the same room as me because I don't trust him with anything. Yeah. It's being a noisy boy. He's a um, good boy. Yeah, I would also love that right now. Like, my theater is pretty great in that tickets are still only like 10 bucks. Sure. And reclining heated leather seats, like big, big boys, plush That's... armrests. It's fucking fire, dude. But on the other hand, like, dude, it's about to be March. They're still playing Migration. <laughs> from like a couple of months ago and anything yeah. that you want to watch is in and out of there in like a week week and a half like if you don't have time to watch it in a week well hope that it's there the next week you better get there soon like what was so that is movie? it a single screen theater no this is a big place there's like oh. there's two floors of theaters but they will sit there and run like five theaters of Willy Wonka for a month and a half, you know, and really stranglehold the other ones. I get it. It's the, fi- it's a family flick, but it's really, um, not Overstays doing it's welcome. <laughs> you know, it's isolating people like me that want to go see other things. Like what's that? What was it? Pretty little things or something that hit movie. Yeah. Um, I think that was the name of it. I didn't see it. Something like that. I can't wait for it to be streaming in like a week because I didn't get a chance to see it in theaters. (laughs) Yeah. It was there for like uh, a week and a half. Before this era of like digital film projectors, that's what I remember living in the fucking middle of the United States was that like every time that you would see a movie trailer on TV at the end, it would say opening in new york and la these dates yeah and then everywhere else these other dates because those were the giant markets and i remember they always got the fucking movies early Mm -hmm. sometimes up to like a week or two weeks yeah it's like what the fuck man i want to see this it's the major screening areas yeah they they want those uh, reviews out (laughs) always yeah so that then with the us on the fucking middle of nowhere could go see it although You'd hardly ever see that now, especially a studio that is releasing a known stinker. They would not want to put that out early in any market. They'd try to get that out everywhere to try to get as many people to see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I say knowing everything about movie studio finance. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what was the joke a couple of years ago 
Top Gun Maverick. It was in theaters for like eight months and it broke all sorts of records because it never left theaters. Listen, you give migration like three more years in theaters (laughs) and you're going to have a number two at the top of that list. Uh, Yeah, a real turd. (laughs) They're both about aviation. Mm Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. And birds poop in the sky. Oh, my gosh. Have you ever just been walking and have a bird shit on your head? I've only had a bird poop on me once. It didn't hit my head. It hit my shoulder. Mm. And it sucked. It was Wait, a real day oh. ruiner. How did we get on this? You were literally talking about Donnie Darko like 10 I minutes I was. Ago. And then we took some tangents. But we could cut, flip it right back to Donnie Darko. Let's flip it back. Because, <laughs> like, did you ever... You, when I pitched this movie to you, you said it's probably been 20 years since I saw that movie. Did you come upon it in a similar way where, like, just your friends all talked about it? I remember, uh, like, a lot of my friends having talked about it. It turns out, after watching it today, I've literally only, like, seen the end of this movie. Really? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Or at least that you remembered? Uh, no, I've only seen the end of this movie. So first time viewing. Okay. Yeah. It's not yeah. any more clear. <laughs> nope. Although I love that you were also, uh, you were doing mad research after you watched it. Yeah. Okay. So let's just peel back the curtain right now. Like Sarah loves this movie. She owns this. And the reason why I asked if you got standard oh, yeah, or Sarah. director's cut is because the version she has has both. And it also has yep. commentary on both, whatever you want to watch. And honestly, I didn't want to watch an extra half an hour of a movie. So I was relieved when you said you're only doing the standard. But now having watched it, I kind of wish I watched the director's cut. Um, Yeah, he even calls it the director's cut isn't really director's cut. He says he calls it he considers it an alternative cut because really it's almost the same movie. They just interject the parts from the the book Roberta Sparrow wrote into the movie. Which adds a lot more context and makes things so much less ambiguous. Which is why I wish I watched this, Mm -hmm. because at the end of it, she goes, oh, what you think? I'm like, yeah, like I get what was going on, but it doesn't make any sense. Like the end of this movie makes zero sense. Mm -hmm. Just bar none. Like how he got from the hill to getting smashed by the jet engine it makes no sense. The time travel aspect of it doesn't make any sense. And I get it's so vague. Yeah, that it's like supposed to be in, you know, ambiguous. But then I start doing research on it and reading, you know, I sent you an article and it makes it so clear, dude, I thought that that book that Roberto wrote was a real book because I'm oh, reading yeah. it and he was referring to it a lot uh-huh, in like uh-huh. pa- certain passages. And I'm like, wait, did somebody actually write this book? And they just thought it was a cheeky thing to put in there. So I Googled it. And it's like, there's links to buy this book. I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> well, yeah, it turns out that somebody just kind of either replicated it or maybe in the director's cut, they show the pages and they just transcribed it. Yeah. Whatever. That's but there's what a whole book that if you were to read all of these pages, it makes this movie make complete sense. Well, mm-hmm. as much sense as it can make. In its universe, yeah. Yeah, it gives a lot more context, which overall, I think like as a theatrical cut, I like it because it is 
one of the things that always stuck out to me as a kid, because we didn't have this alternative cut for a long time. All we had was Donnie Darko, the theatrical cut. Yeah. And it's always been at what I remember about it was it's, it's vagueness and it's mystery. And that was a really cool part of it. I always loved that aspect of it. Like to me, like, one of the defining things about it is that it's like, it's a teenage, of course, angsty coming of age sort of thing, like understanding your place in the universe. And I love that it was vague and confusing because I still, at almost 40, I still feel that's what life is. It's vague. It's confusing. I don't fucking get it, but I have to do it, you know, like, and that's part of it without going through all the shit that Donnie was going through. Yeah. Who is, he has, severe mental uh health issues yeah but and then yeah it's a wild fucking movie man i'm glad that ah you got to watch it for the first time i'm glad that i got to watch it and i'm glad that i i appreciate the movie so much more because Mm -hmm. i did that extra work after the movie and because we chatted for like five ten minutes I'm like, well, uh, how did this happen? Why did this happen? This doesn't make any sense. Then you, then I did a, a rudimentary amount of searching. I'm like, oh, this, that movie ruled. That well, was and cool. that's the other thing. Like, this movie is still talked about because I was, uh, you know, I watched the movie. I've talked about this movie endlessly. I've watched tons of shit, but I was like, fuck it. Let's watch some, uh, some Donnie Darko breakdown stuff because I had a lighter day at work towards the afternoon. So... I was watching some, and what was funny to me is that, like, uh, you know, just searching through them on YouTube, there was, like, Donnie Darko movie discussions that were uploaded just, like, a couple of months ago. Like, people are still talking about this movie. It is it is defined, I think, rightfully so, as a cult classic. This movie didn't really pop off when it first came out, but it was one of those that, like, word of mouth and, like, early internet stuff and, like, especially, like, Kids, man, I feel like a lot of teenage dudes around my age watch this movie and like sort of because, you know, it's Donnie's a misunderstood kid. But uh, depending on the interpretation, he's the hero that saves the day. So which is wild because throughout like the course of this movie, he's not a hero. Like really isn't. He's kind of a shit like really much so a shit bag. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, he's kind of the hero that's needed, a selfless hero that's needed. Yeah. And other people don't even know it. Mm-hmm. And they, they will never know it, too. They will. OK, so they'll they may never know it, but they may have certain people. Yeah. Might have hints and flashes of deja vu, which may give which. Oh, dude, I love the extra lore. I really want to watch the alternate cut of this movie um i love shit like that yeah like the prolonged the prolonged look between gretchen and rose his mom at the end of the like that almost knowing look but they don't know why they're knowing and i like they give the confused wave and they don't seem to know why they're waving at each other but especially the mom it's so weird but she's just like hey yeah it uh it's almost like i said like knowing but not knowing why you're knowing 
kind of thing. And then it's, you know, you also have um, Frank there, you know, just grabbing his eye. And it's like, it's a shadow yeah, he's like, It's He's like crying out of his eye and he's wiping it. That was, I love that touch. Here's another yep. cool thing that I never noticed until watching it this time. But uh, at the very beginning, when Donnie first wakes up from his sleepwalking incident, and he's on like the middle of the road out in the woods in the mountain, mm-hmm. when and if we <clears throat> we've got this uh, again, Tears for Fears '80s music is a big theme of this movie. When he's driving in, the lyric says "Killing Time," right as Frank's car is driving the other way. Mm. I've never noticed that before. That it's Frank's fucking red car. Because he's leaving because Frank is dating Donnie's sister. Yes. And he's leaving her house and Donnie's coming back in the morning. And right when the lyric says killing time, they pass each other on the road. Wow, that's such a good touch. And I'm going to I'm going to look out for that. Well, here's Uh, the best part. I I do know this in the director's cut. It's a different song, but a similar lyric hits at the exact same time. Whoa. Yeah. Because I, I looked at, I saw that in the research. That's one of the, the few changes, but he uses a different song, but almost the same lyric hits at the same time. That's wild. I th- mm-hmm. So you mentioned that there's a lot of discussion on this, and I want to believe that it's, um, that it, it's due to, I don't think the director slash alternate cut came out until the 20th anniversary, which is the edition that Sarah has. I think it launched with the standard and the extended cut. And so maybe that's probably, that might be why it got people really talking about it again. Um, okay. That the article that I sent you is from literally October of 2023. Just a couple of months. That's four months ago. Because what I remember is that even on the DVD, like they have the inserts and stuff of the book. Like you can read those parts of the book on the original DVD that I have that was included. And I, cause that's how I remember like you get more involved and then you read people talking about it on the internet. They're like, Oh, there's his, the pages. And this is what he's doing here. When the blob comes out of his chest, it's this part. And you're like, what? Oh, dude, I kind of wish that I was able to live that because that is the kind of thing where you watch this movie and it's much like, when I stopped watching it, and I'm like, wow, that made no sense. The end mm-hmm. of how it wrapped, awa- wrapped around the way that it did. Like, what? But you watch it, and then you get the DVD, or you get people talking, and you're like, well, did you see this in the in the DVD cover? Did you read this paragraph? Did you read that? He is this thing. Like, I sent you a second one which has um, way more of the terminology in it, like living receiver and manipulated living and manipulated dead. Like there's so much that's going on in this movie. And so uh, one of the other theories that was posited is that Roberto Sparrow was also a living receiver. uh, But she chose not to die. But you see also the repercussions of if you live with that, weight on you it drives you insane yep drives you insane Um, or what drove her to be reclusive in the first place who knows what the what the penalty or the repercussions of living was mm -hmm. exactly oh man this was 
The more I'm talking about it and the more that I'm reading into this, the more I really love this movie, more than more so than just having watched it. Uh, for those who, the uninitiated in this movie, you want to give a little bit of a breakdown? Sure. So uh, Donnie Darko is about a young troubled teen named Donnie Darko who uh, is prone to sleepwalk and one morning or one evening when he goes... Uh, for a sleepwalking spell after having been summoned by a demonic rabbit named Frank, uh, a jet turbine engine falls through his roof and right onto the spot where he would have been sleeping. Uh, so Donnie literally dodges death due to Frank's help, but Frank uh, isn't really helping Donnie. In fact, he tells him that uh, there's only 28 days left or the world is going to end. And only Donnie can stop it, but he doesn't tell him how. Uh, so Donnie has to continue going through school, uh, but he's also, again, he's very aloof. He seems very distracted, and things are happening and pushing him in motion. And he uh, eventually... Damn, it gets so weird. <laughs> he eventually yeah. meets the new girl Gretchen, falls for Gretchen, and uh, Gretchen also has a tragically intertwined story with Donnie. And, um, geez, man, where do we go from here? Uh, well, they start seeing each other. He starts, you know, through these, as his therapist put it, um, daytime, daylight hallucinations, you know, mm -hmm. uh, through these things, he starts to ask certain questions like time travel. You know, we do have Frank asking, do you know about time travel? Blah, 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 which prompts him to ask the right questions, which lead to, you know, leads him down the rabbit hole to <laughs> pardon that, but leads him down the rabbit hole of all of the things that he needs to learn in order to wrap back around. So you do have Frank as this air quotes hallucination kind of leading him on the right path. And these, you know, the, the chest bubbles that it, it's a lot of talk about predetermination and free will and uh -huh. time travel. And like, well, is this God's will or can you actually break away from this? which in the grand scheme of things doesn't matter a lot outside of build a world in a small town that's pretty religious. Um, and, you know, you do have that way. It is the late 80s, you know, that had way more of, uh, you know, an elbow leaning on the, the folks around. And there's also, you know, satanic panic was huge during that time, yep. which is just, it's always been rebranded. What I love too is that, like, I, I talked about, like, things being put into motion even like sort of outside of his control is a, at one point you know i love it too i love the way that frank like talks to him and he's all distorted and he tells him to burn down uh patrick swayze's house mm -hmm. says, jim cunningham burn it down burn it down and him doing that reveals that he's a pedophile which coincidentally he he had to do all of that to get the the teacher lady to come have Donnie's mom be the chaperone for the plane flight. And all that had to be put into motion. Yes. Just for that to happen, which is just 
at, at such fucking cool shit, man. Yep. It's basically like he's living two different timelines in this movie, which is wild because if he didn't have these hallucinations, if he didn't have these sleepwalks, he would ju- like he would just be dead. Like the movie wouldn't happen. But also, would he be dead? It's this weird paradox in the movie because, like, that that jet engine's not from an actual plane in his timeline. It doesn't exist to anything. Mm-hmm. It's a plane from 28 days in the future yep. th- that dropped on his bed. So, like, this split has to happen in order for that to actually go through so he actually lives the next 28 days of this rather escalating nightmare for himself to see hey all of this is going to happen you're going to do all of these things and now you have the choice are you going to live with all of that and with the fate of the folks you know your mom's going to die your daughter your sister's going to die your girlfriend's dead you killed frank or will you just give your give yourself up? And with that, you know, Jim Cunningham isn't going to get found out that he's a pedophile. You're going to have that terrible teacher lady just running rampant anyways. And he chooses that way. But, you know, with that has its own consequences as who knows what will happen to Jim Cunningham. I read something that maybe in the extended one, it shows that he actually kills himself. You know, he's... He's a guy that's preaching love, love, love. There's two extremes, mm-hmm. love and fear. Turns out this dude's <laughs> living in fear all the time yeah. of being caught and putting out a front I, of love. It's beautiful. Matt, the fucking, the way this whole thing is put together is so fucking awesome. I love the way that Donnie sees through all this bullshit too. Like everybody's bullshit, dude. Yeah. Everybody's. Um, here's, I, I told you I had like a, a mind blowing sort of theory for you that I'd thought of after watching it this time. Hit me. Uh, so I feel like within this story and its rules in this universe, I feel like Jesus was a Donnie Darko. Jesus was a, a, a conduit. You think that Donnie Darko was a living receiver? Yes, yes. Donnie Darko was a living receiver. And that's why I Jesus think Christ was a living receiver. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. And like what he went through back in that day was he went through the same things, but it was interpreted as like religious stuff from fucking people in the biblical era. Okay. But his whole, like the whole Christ journey was him just having to fix a time rip loop. And like, you know, they didn't have the way to interpret it that we have it now, but like angels and shit could have been what he saw instead of his Frank. Oh, Wow. Yo, you know what that's I'm saying? a really good theory. I thought yeah. you were going to come at me with a, like, Donnie Darko's dead this whole time kind of no, thing. No, 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 nothing like that. But, like, yeah, the, like what Christ went through is what Donnie Darko went through to fix this timeline error. And that's what Christ had to do. But people interpreted his shit as, like, biblical powers of God. Because one of the things, if you do more research, like, Donnie does gain those powers, too, like... That's why he's able to put an axe in that solid bronze statue. He has like, it's why he doesn't light a match to light homeboy's house on fire. He has the powers of telekinesis. He can start the fire and he starts that fire and just sets it like that. 
He has the power to, he like rips the jet engine off of his mom's plane and he sends it through fucking time. Wait, is that what happens there? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, that's him when he's up on the mountain and he sees the thing. That's him creating the time portal because the time portal, you have to have water and metal to make it. Okay. And that's, he's, he's pulled the, the engine from this plane on his, that his mom and sister are on. And that's what, like that tornado that he's made, it's the water. And then he creates the time tunnel and connects it with the metal and sends it back in time. And then drops that on his house 28 days in the past and kills himself. And that's what fixes the time loop. Uh... And that's what the whole, like, they're, they're saying, and you'll you'll learn more of this. Basically, what the entire movie we see is the alternate timeline where it splits. Mm-hmm. And yeah. If, if Donnie had not fixed that, and that's why he says the world is going to end. Because if this, this timeline is unstable, and if It'll it create a black plays hole. out... It, yeah. yeah, it will create a black hole, which will suck everything in, including our actual universe. And oh. that's why, like, that's what the, the stakes are. So if he doesn't fix it, then the world ends. And that's all I'm saying. Like, in this world, I just kind of made up this elaborate headcanon that Jesus had to do a similar thing. Because mm-hmm. no, the, that the makes machine, a lot more sense there, yeah. too. Explaining it that way, because I did. So in that one, I thought he was closing the other tangent the mm-hmm. other tangent world or tangent universe um but him closing this one via that way makes a lot more sense yep cool and that's what has to happen oh i cannot wait to watch this other version i can't wait it's it's another one of those that like donnie darko is truly like with all good time travel movies and what's crazy is that you don't you don't even realize until like almost the end of the movie that oh this movie is about time travel what the fuck mm-hmm. it's all this crazy heady shit that just kind of comes up uh but it's uh like all those good ones the more you watch it the more things that you notice that you you pick up on second and third viewings you you pick up the the finer details and the notes and you're like Oh shit, yeah, that's why. Yeah. I I like how it's not actually like Frank isn't actually a hallucination. A demonic, yeah, or a demon bunny. Like n- none of the above. He's actually a manipulated dead. Like if he is to die in one of the alt- one of the tangential universes, he can connect to the living um the living receiver and that's how he's able to connect and relay these messages mm-hmm. and like it's all going to piece together where he to the point where he dies but it's to show him all of these things and help him to realize hey these are you know this is how you know it's time travel yeah i love Fucking cool i love frank i love the reveal i think he is such a he is like He's still creepy, uh, no matter what. Like, still knowing that it's just a guy in the suit. Like, it's a fucking creepy-ass vision to see mm-hmm. on screen. It's a striking figure. I love... No, Go ahead. No, it's kind of funny is I, uh, I'm i an idiot, Kyle. I... I go on IMDb when I'm watching something. I just get a quick peek. I check to see what's, you know, who to expect. And I just looked at the cast real quick. And by the way, this cast is 
fucking stacked. Phenomenal, this cast dude. Rules. And For I'm just what scrolling, this I'm tiny like, little movie is, like, right? holy shit. And I'm just scrolling. I'm like, oh, James Duvall. I like James Duvall. He rules. And I spent, like, the entire movie being like, where's James Duvall? Mm-hmm. My dumbass, all I had to do was look under his name to see just the one word Frank. But it, I didn't see him like even in the movie theater. Everybody has seen the movie theater scene or seen the graphic of it. You know, when you think of uh, Donnie Darko, it's the one image I think everybody's seen. Well, and that's what I was going to say. It's also one of the most famous quotes in the movie, which is why are you wearing that stupid rabbit suit? And then Frank says, why are you wearing that stupid man suit? Yeah. Ah, oh, that was that was so I'm 14 and this is deep to me when I was yeah. fucking 14. You know what I'm saying? But I don't care. I still fucking love that line. Right. So he tells you, he's like, well, you wearing that stupid rabbit, that bunny mask, take off the mask. So he takes it off. Right. And he's got the bullet hole in his eye. The bullet's mm-hmm. still in there. And dude, I was like, that's a chick under there. Like, <laughs> what's going on right now? Why are you Frank? And it wasn't until the end of the movie with the big reveal that they're the ones that run over Gretchen because, whoa, didn't I didn't fucking see that coming. Mm-hmm. That I was like, mm-hmm. I turned to Sarah. Did she just get smoked by that car? Uh-huh. And then out steps the clown. And then next thing you know, out steps the bunny. I was like, fucking Frank. Whoa. And it comes full circle. And you're right. It's so cool. He's got and the gun know. that yep. the the water bubble led him to. Because all of these pieces have to connect mm-hmm. for this world to work. Yeah, he has to shoot Frank so Frank can be a ghost to tell him. This what world to do. has to be predetermined. It's craziness, right, man? Yeah, that's weird. The- like, like it has to be predetermined to the point of where him finding that gun never would have happened without the chest bubbles. Mm-hmm. But because he never would have found it, there needed to be an alternate way of predetermination, which is chest bubbles leading him to that and giving him the ability to see that. Dude, so fucking crazy. I love that when his fucking sister is like skipping through the fucking around like the TV and you see like her bubble, it's got like elevation parts on where she's going to skip in the future. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's such cool little fucking shit, man. Tiny little details. Uh, so well done. We did just touch. I did just mention this, but the cast in this, dude, mm-hmm. like it felt like every couple of minutes, somebody else popped up in this movie that just their presence elevated it higher for me. And while it is a v- very much so a time capsule of that time of 2001, it's got all of the people that I would expect to see or I just like did the Leo point at the screen being like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> that guy. I that turned guy. to Sarah. I'm oh. like, is that Drew Barrymore? Uh-huh. I'm right. Is that the guy right. from ER? Sure is. Yeah. Fucking Patrick Swayze. Patrick you got motherfucking Swayze, dude. Jenna Malone, Seth Rogen. Beth Seth Grant. Rogen in like an early fucking role. Yep. I thought that... Anchorman was one of the earliest movies that I saw him in. So I was very surprised that I saw him here. Um, Noah Weil killed it in this role. Mm -hmm. He was the guy from ER. Yep. 
He was the guy from DeVay Chase. Uh, Mary McDonald. We just watched Fall of the House of Usher. And she is oh, okay. she yep. is Madeline. She's one of the main, main characters of that of that show. And uh, she's great, man. She's fantastic in this as the mom. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Killer. I was like, man, I recognize her from somewhere. And we just finished that show days ago. Mm-hmm. I mm. loved uh, you got fucking Jake Gyllenhaal and real life sister Maggie Gyllenhaal. Mm hmm. Yeah, I always forget that she's also in this fucking movie because it's so it's all Jake Gyllenhaal. By the way, goddamn man, Jake Gyllenhaal at this fucking young age crushes so fucking hard. He's so Absolutely goddamn good it. in this movie, dude. So fucking good. Yep, amazing. I wanted to be Donnie Darko so fucking bad. I bet. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Ah, so fucking silly. But man, uh, I identify with this movie hardcore. I watch this so much. How many um, times I'm would so you stoked. say you've seen this movie? Oh, I mean, easily in the 50s. Wow. That's a lot, man. We used to watch this all the fucking time. Uh, yeah, just just tons of times. I, I fucking love this movie. It's probably, it's in my top 20. Might honestly be in the top 10. I don't know. I'd have to, I haven't evaluated my tops in a long time, but. Mm. This is one that uh, I hadn't seen it in a long time when I pitched it. And I forget even why. I think it's because I saw that trivia bit about uh, when Donnie passes Frank, it's playing that song. And I was like, oh, shit, that's fucking cool. I've never noticed that. Mm-hmm. So then I was like, oh, man, Donnie Darko's on my mind. I'll pitch that to Sean because we still hadn't thought of what to watch this week. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, the, make me watch some of your favorite sting matches. I'm like, man, I I could I don't fucking know. Yeah, I did put a lot of pressure on you in a short time, and then yeah. we sat on that for a couple of days, and then I just sent Donnie Darko question, and you're like, yeah, I haven't seen that in probably 20 years. Let's go. Yeah, Ugh, dude, I if I have seen this, I had some weird like block it out thing, but I don't think so. I just remember What's- I do. Very much so remember them taking Donnie's body out of the house at the end. Yeah. I vividly remember that. I don't and, remember anything prior with like the, you know, the music starts playing and it starts cutting to all of the the characters that you see through the movie all the way to mm-hmm. Jim Cunningham, who's crying, presumably before he kills himself and the teacher and, you know, the yeah, everybody playing this fucking sweet ass uh cover of mad world that is just so damn melancholy man yeah i'm telling this shit used to hit hard for young angst-filled kyle dude the music in this movie is killer give me pretty much anything that's set in the 80s and i'm on board love it but like it really hit a sweet spot i loved the visual um representation of the 80s you know all Mm -hmm. the cars it was you know it makes me smile and music and people smoking where they're not supposed to be smoking anymore sure like that shouldn't give me a warm and fuzzy feeling maybe that's like but it's an authenticity that we're familiar with yeah like i said it's that nostalgia Uh, the directing by richard kelly in this was absolutely fantastic i just saw first time out of the gate he only made nine thousand dollars to write and direct this movie 
Yeah, well, I mean, because he wanted to write and direct it, and he's a first time guy, man, and they yeah. are, they don't let people do that. So like, he probably had to give up a lot, a to, lot in money. order to get that. But I mean, you know, he had the fucking vision. He knew what he wanted to do, and I feel he succeeded. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to touch on this before we we start to wrap it up because one thing that like. I didn't ever remember seeing this in the fucking movie in the countless times that I have seen it. But there's just like a quick visual shot in one of Donnie's many visual things that for some reason has stuck with me since I saw it this time. And I keep seeking it out and I think I'm going to make it like a background on my computer or something. But it's like it's this vast fucking ocean like seascape. But then there's also like the the sides are still like a high school hallway with like lockers and it's it's so fucking jarring and surreal and i know exactly what you're talking about really Be- embedded in me it stuck out from everything else in the movie yeah and it's only there for like a couple of frames it's like yep. a quick flash but god damn it has really stuck in me now and i want to get like a print of it i'm so enwrapped with it i fucking love that yeah, it's like a surrealistic landscape, Painting. like oceanscape. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. So fucking, so fucking cool though. With like really locker with cliff sides. <laughs> mm-hmm. So odd, but yeah, uh, that's the only other thing I wanted to to make sure I got mentioned. Um, ocean scene. Oh, that's probably right before he the the school's flooded. Oh, He's probably, probably seeing right. that, and then he wakes up, and the ocean's flooded. Or the hallways fl- are flooded. Oh, maybe it is. Yeah, I want to watch it again. That was I'm fucking cool. S- I'm sending it to you right now. Is this? Hold on. Uh oh, this is bullshit. It is bullshit. Okay, I am in Discord. Hey, everything here, please. Close. Give me some. Have you rampage. thought of a rating system? I have, uh, okay. but I need you to go first because I'm about to piss my pants. So I want you to explain yours to me while I go. Oh, that's the pick right fucking there. It's so cool looking. God damn it. Yep. It looks so cheap, but that's what I love about it, too. You know? Yep. I wish I could use this as an image, but I can't. OK, you go. Because yeah, nobody would know what the fuck it means. <laughs> no, nobody. OK, while you pee, I'm going to tell you what I'm going to have you uh, gauging this on. Kyle, growing up. In school, I had a relatively, uh, a relatively small class in, like, middle school. Obviously, in high school, it's much bigger. But to, let's think of our average classroom size, 28 to 32. That's, let's make it 29. Say so you have a 29 kids in your classroom, and each of them is assigned a number. I'm going to ask if you are a girl, the new girl, and you are asked to pick the cutest, you are asked to pick the cutest boy and sit next to them, which number would you sit next to with this movie being that number? Got you. Uh, For me, you know, it's a rarity. Uh, we're, We're very positive on this show, but I still even... As positive as you and I, Sean, uh, the perfect score is still a rarity. But for me, goddamn, this is getting a 29. Mm. It's getting a 30. I'm grabbing the next hottest boy from the next class, bringing him in, putting my (laughs) arm around both of them, and sitting right there. I fucking love this movie so much, man. 
<laughs> and this even is the theatrical cut. The director's cut is cool too. I feel like I personally have just seen the theatrical too much. I love the theatrical. I love the mystery that it brings. I love the questioning and the 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 way it makes you want to look for answers. Um, because I feel even though you got them very quickly, it still it it drove in you a desire to want to learn. Like, what the fuck? Why is this movie making me ask these questions? What is going on? And not mm-hmm. in like an angry an angry way, but like. I want to fucking know, like, what, this is crazy. What happened? Why, why am I having these emotions? And I think it, it does really good in that aspect. It's art, goddammit. Nice. I definitely so, yeah. give perfect ratings more than you do. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a, oh, nice. a rare Kyle perfect rating. Yeah. A perfect big, plus one. Big dubs for the, for the Don Darkos in the chat, mm. so. Um, Ooh, we can I, name I got it mine. perfect plus one. Perfect plus one? Okay. Perfect plus one when you go above and beyond the perfect. I like that. Perfect plus one. Um, Johnny, say that you are a troubled, angst-filled youth sleeping on your bed on an average October 2nd night. And a plane jet engine is going to fall through the roof and crush your tiny little teenage body. Now, this it's jet turbine jet engine, engine has 100 turbine blades on it, okay? In the act of smashing through you, how many of those turbine blades are getting damaged? With 100 being the best possible score you could give this movie. 100's the best? Yeah. So all them blades is smashed. Um, I'm gonna give it a a ninety-seven, and I think that's being generous. Sure, uh, that's higher than I expected you to go. Um, overall, I'm I'm basing it like also in my discussion with you on this. Like I'm having a great time discussing this movie, mm-hmm. so it's which is a lot of part of it. Sure. Yeah, it's it's giving it some bonus points for sure. It definitely would have been lower, um, not by a ton, but I enjoyed the heck. I really enjoyed this movie. At the end of it, I was like, what the fuck? But then looking into it was just as fun, if not more fun than the movie and like putting together this world and this lore is something that I very much so enjoyed. Would I have preferred, like, what? Do I wish that I watched the extended one where maybe I wouldn't have to do all of this and it left me at the end of the movie being like, oh man, what? That was cool. Instead of doing this, I don't know. I don't know. That's not how I experienced it. And at the end of the day, because I did that research, I, I, really loved what I consumed. So I dig this. Am I going to watch the sequel to this? No. Do not ever watch S. Darko. I'm not watching that. Never, And ever. sadly, it's nope. also uh, Rich Ke- Kelly. Is that the dude's name? Richard Kelly. Yeah. Richard Kelly. It's also written by him, which is yeah. very sad. It looks yeah. like Donnie Darko really was his pinnacle. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Or that sometimes was you have those too, the real flash in the pan. But But I mean, you do have DeVay whatever, DeVay Chase coming back for that, but man, I don't care to ever watch that. Look at the score differences. Oh, 100%. It's like SLC <laughs> Punk too. Like, I'm not watching yeah. that. Yeah, we're not watching these fucking sequels to movies that I fucking love. Because I've never seen S. Darko either. I've always heard it's a piece of shit and I don't want to see it. I've never seen Joe Dirt 2 because I fucking love Joe Dirt and I've heard Joe Dirt 2 is a giant turd and I don't want to see it because it's going to sully my good feel- feelings and thoughts about the movie I love. So I'm not Joe doing Dierte. it. Joseph R. Dierte. Even if it okay. does have Kid Rock in it. Listen to this. Um, this is like the one sentence blip on S. Darko. Donnie Darko's little sister, Samantha, and her best friend, Corey, are on a cross-country road trip, but soon find themselves entangled in a dangerous glitch in the space, the time-space continuum. Mm-hmm. Nah, I'm good. See, and then it takes, it takes, like, why? Like, it happened to Donnie. Why the fuck is it happening? What? Uh. Then it gets into like chosen hero bullshit. Ah, fuck it. No, we're not doing it. <laughs> I don't want to do it. Like, no. okay, so it's got a three point six on here, and like, sure, it's got a higher rating than Cousin Eddie's Christmas Vacation. Doesn't make me want to watch it. Exactly. Exactly. So I don't know. But until then, buddy, I love you. Love you too. I'm glad man. you got to watch this, man. I, I appreciate you watching it, dude. I'm glad I, I'm I got here to watch it, it again this too. This is I, I'm getting educated on good films. All right. Well, hell yeah. This is sitting pretty at an 8.0 on IMDb for a reason. Yeah. That is a high ass score on IMDb. And I'm higher on it, but eh, what are you gonna do? Eh? Fucking sue yeah. me. And uh, until next time, Shawnee, what can the listeners do? Mm, they can go. They they don't have to fear themselves. They can go love themselves. things not oh. things okay i'm leaving this in here just for people who are pushing up their glasses being like actually it's poor things <laughs> all right kyle I, yeah buddy would you rather uh while trying to contact an old lady um about this book that she wrote about time travel would you rather uh would you rather have to shoot somebody in the face or watch someone get hit by a car mm. like die via being hit by a car yeah dude that's a fucking rough one yeah are you pulling the trigger or being forced to watch someone die i guess in that instance given the two choices there i'd i guess i'd rather pull the trigger that's like a tough to be one chart yeah. and decide and in control of my own fate and i guess the fate of this unlucky bastard too but <laughs> it's better than just Ah, oh, I don't know, man. Just watching and knowing. Oh, yeah. Give me that. I'm pulling the trigger. Kapow. Sick. <laughs>